Hi everyone, my name is Alba and this is my first episode of my podcast. So just to get started, I want to introduce myself um, and tell you a little bit about why I want to make this podcast. So my name is Alba Nufus. I am 23 years old and I'm from Perth, Western Australia. I was born in Indonesia, but I've been in Australia for the last um, <laughs> 2008. So how long is that? Not very good with math, so you guys can figure that out. Um, so a little bit about why I want to make this podcast. So this podcast is going to be focused on mental health. And... I want to make a podcast based on mental health because of my personal experience. So I have struggled with anxiety for as long as I remember. Um, Honestly, I can remember from the age of like six or seven, um, which sounds, I don't know, extreme, but, you know, kids, kids can experience anxiety. And I think that's also something a lot of us don't understand. And we don't give the understanding for kids that they deserve. And we seem to think that, oh, you're a kid, you don't know anything. How could you be anxious how could you be sad about something you're a child but kids do feel things you know from the very day that we're born we start to feel things we start to gather up our emotions um and I've so that anxiety carried on all the way um well until now and at the age of 14, I fell into a depression, which really lingered for, it was for a good few years, I think, um, until the age of 17. And then at the age of 18, I did get a little bit better and... um. I think I was just in a little bit of denial at the time. I remember, you know, really convincing myself that, no, I'm okay. I, I'm good now. But looking back now, I'm, I was not okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I really want to share my experience and I hope that I could help other people who is struggling with um, anxiety or depression or anything about with their, you know, mental health, I would love to be able to help other people. Um, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a trained professional about all these stuff, but I know that it would be nice to, you know, have someone to talk to and just have someone to sit there and listen. So, yeah, I thought I'd jump on the bandwagon and I've always wanted to do a podcast so here I am now finally brave enough to do it um and yeah you know everyone's entitled to their own opinion as well so I'm not making this podcast to make you think that my opinion is better than yours or that my opinion is more entitled or you know I'm not saying that my opinion is more important or the right opinion for any matter but I've I've always wanted to be able to share my thoughts and feelings about the subject of mental health and just talk freely about it. So this first episode is going to be about 
how to change your mindset. So this is going to be, or I guess all my podcasts, hopefully, if I can keep continuing on this journey, will be a fairly long podcast because I absolutely love to listen to long podcasts. You know, when you're just going on a walk and you can just listen to one podcast rather than like five, 10 minute podcasts. So just want to let you know that I love long podcasts. So this is the reason why I am making my podcast fairly long. So I can think of a few things that can help you achieve a um, change mindset or a, you know, a a more positive mindset. And so specifically, I thought of eight different steps. And by no means do you have to do all these eight steps in one go. And, you know, with these kinds of things, it takes time. It's a continuous practice that we need to make. And it's something that we have to continually work on. So it's not something that we can just do for a week or even a month or even just a year and think that, okay, everything's good now. I can go back to my old habits because that is not the case. So even though there are, you know, like I said, there are eight things that I have thought of and it sounds like a lot, but they all kind of tie in with each other. And I'm sure that there are so many other things that we can do to achieve a change mindset. So it will, oh, it might sound um, like a lot to take in. But just listen to the different steps. Maybe you're already doing some steps. Or if you're not doing any of it, just choose one or two that you know that you can achieve. You know that you can um, work through those things without changing too much of your routine. So in no particular order... The first thing that I've, um, or one of the first, one of, one of the things, um, that I, that I've thought of is to be aware of your actions and your thinking. So this one was one of the very most important things when I was working towards a more positive mindset was to actually notice what I was doing to, I guess, make any changes to my life. Um, and also the thoughts that I was having was the actions that I was doing feeding my anxiety and how was I reacting to the thoughts that I was having. When I say, you know, be aware of your actions, I don't just mean to notice it and then do nothing about it. So if you're, um, I don't know, if you reacted to someone rudely, simply saying, oh, I, I noticed that I was being rude to this person. Anyways, moving on. And then you're like rude to the next person and that, that won't change anything. You know, you won't be able to change your mindset if you're not willing to change. So if you if notice maybe that, oh, I've reacted rudely to this person, maybe next time I can react a different way. Maybe I could do this. Maybe I could stop, take a deep breath and... not actually react to what this person was doing. Maybe I could have simply just walked away. 
So to be aware of your actions and to make a plan for what you can do differently next time is so important. Because when we don't have a plan, we react to things that are, I guess, like a sudden reaction. When we don't have a plan, we wing it out, I guess. And it's irrational decisions that come rather than, you know, slowly thinking it out and then reacting in a way that that won't put you in a negative mindset. And to be aware of your thinking is also the same. Um, I guess it's a little bit different because if you can see that you're thinking negatively about yourself or about others and you notice that you're thinking in a negative way, then it is the first step that you can take to simply just realize that the thought is there is so important. But after a while of, you know, noticing that the thought is there, you have to then take actions from there. If a negative thought comes about, you can think that, okay, the thought is there, you can notice it, but then what are you going to do about it? Are you going to just sit there and take it? Or are you going to realise that your thoughts aren't real? With my anxiety, and I'm sure you know a lot of other people, I used to think that, oh, these people hate me, your family doesn't love you, you're not good at this, why are you doing that, you'll never be able to do that. And it would, and I would let it consume me because, well, one, I didn't realize that that wasn't me. Obviously, it was me because it was in my head, but it wasn't me saying that to myself. It was just a thought that would always come in my head, and I didn't know who it was. And I remember having like fights with these thoughts, and I would always lose. And thinking back now, I can see that I always lost because I didn't believe in myself. Whereas now, I don't, have, I don't even have to fight. I notice that the thoughts are there. I take a few deep breaths. And I just let the thoughts go past. I, I just brush it out. And then I would top it off with my own thoughts of what I believe that I am. So if I start to, you know, have thoughts that tells me that I can't do something, why am I doing it? Why do I bother? I listen to it. But after I've listened to it, I don't take it in. I understand that the thought is there and I can't remove it because it's already, it's happened. So rather than trying to remove the thoughts, I let it go by. Then I use my own thinking to tell myself that I can do this. I know that I'm capable of doing this. And even if I fail, I know that I've gave it a try. And that is so important to notice and be aware of your actions and thinking. But then to actually be willing to take actions to change the mindset. The second thing that I've written um that I've written down is to notice the denial 
and the defending. So like I mentioned before, I used to have fights with these thoughts in my head. I didn't know whose thoughts it was. It was obviously coming from me because it was in my head, but I knew that it wasn't me because how could someone speak so badly of themselves to to themselves? And so I used to have these fights with these thoughts and I would always lose. Whereas now, like I mentioned, I don't need to have the fight because I know what I'm capable of and I'm aware of the actions that I take and I'm aware of the thoughts that I make. So one sign of denial and um, defending yourself is anger. So trying to fight back to what you've been told that you are. Have you ever had someone tell you that, um, I don't know, you did something and you obviously did, but you didn't want to get caught out. So then you defend yourself and you start getting in denial and you say, no, I didn't do that. Um, and you start making up stories because, you know, no shame in that. Everyone's done it. Um, but it doesn't help it doesn't help um it doesn't help you in creating that positive mindset if you're in a state of denial if someone tells you that you did something which you did would you be able to sit there and admit to it and look i still have some troubles with that sometimes it gets the better of me and someone tells me that I did something and I was and I would respond in no I didn't <laughs> and I know that I did but the thing is it's just so much easier to blame it on others rather than blaming it on ourselves because when we start to blame it on ourselves then it becomes real and we don't know how to deal with that, especially if you're someone like me who's hidden your feelings and you've never like let people in and you've never let other people see your true colours. If someone tells me something that I don't like, then I'll be like, no, <laughs> no, no, you were wrong. Um, so start to notice when you're denying things. And again, this is, you know, the noticing itself is the first step. But after that, you need to take actions. If one day, you know, you deny something which you know that you did, but then you notice it, okay, that's great, you're noticing it. And again, it doesn't, you know, I'm not saying that, oh, you're noticing it one day and then the next day you take actions, but it'll take time, it'll take months, it, it'll take years even, you know, depending, it's everyone's so different, so it depends on the in individual. But if, you know, at one point, you start to notice that you're denying things, after a while, start to take action. Rather than denying, admit to it. And I used to think that, oh no, if I admit to this, people will hate me. I will not think that I am good enough. If I admit to this, I will think of myself as less. But you don't. If anything, you think of yourself as more. And people will respect you for actually admitting to something that you've done wrong. We're only human and we make mistakes. Things happen. So to admit, to say that you were wrong is such a powerful tool to have. The third thing that I've written down is to be open to change. So going back to the first and the second um, point, 
which is to be aware of your actions and your thinking and to notice the denial and when you're defending yourself because you were scared or because you were caught out. If you don't make any changes, then you can't change. You need to change to make change. And that doesn't mean that, you know, you need to change everything. You just need to change some things. You will never have a positive mindset if you keep the negative mindset around. And a lot of us, you know, human beings are creature of habits. We like the same things. We like routine. We like it when we know what we're doing. But sometimes change is necessary to help us grow. Change helps us gain new experiences. Change helps us gain new knowledge and perspective. So it's so important that we invite change into our life. Even if it's something as little as trying new foods. What's the worst that could happen? You don't like it, you spit it out, you don't try it again. Or even, you know, something as little as watching a new movie that you think you won't like. What's the worst that could happen again? You just, you don't like the movie. You don't have to watch it again. And then you can start to, I guess, widen the opportunities around you. So maybe, you know, growing up, I always wanted to learn how to play the piano and the guitar. And I've always been too scared for whatever reason well, I'm a perfectionist, so <laughs> I don't like doing things that I'm not good at. So to learn something new and not be good at it? What? <laughs> no, thank you. But what I tell myself now is, how are you going to get good at it if you never try? So maybe you can think of you know, little quotes like that to push you to invite new opportunities in your life. Who cares if you're bad at it? Because we're all bad at something. And with enough practice, you'll eventually get good. The fourth... Um, Dot point is to take actions and make the effort. So again, it's a lot of taking actions. If Again, if you don't change, you will not change. Um, and this is something that, you know, I've really noticed within myself just over the last few months was... I was so easy to blame things on others, especially with um, my relationships with people. I never, you know, I was not an open book person. I would hide everything and I felt like I didn't really know what to talk about with my friends because I never shared myself. And I remember thinking... You know, I don't really have anything to talk about with these people. (laughs) When I say these people, I remember I used to call them. (laughs) I used to call people that because... And when I say these people, I mean my friends. Um, But it was just my... Also my ego. You know, I never made the effort with them. But I was so easy to 
put the blame on them, thinking that they weren't making the effort. I was doing all the... Um, I was doing all the trying, which, you know, looking back now, I don't know what I did to make the effort, but I remember at the time thinking, I'm making so much effort. Why don't, like, why don't they make the effort? And so I would always cut people out. And a lot of times it's, me convincing myself that I don't need them, I'd be better off without them. Or it was the other way around where I thought, oh my God, these people were great. All these people are great, but they're too good for me. I don't deserve them. So then I would cut myself out of their lives. But then it goes both ways where in you know, those two types of relationships that I had with people, I never made the effort. I never took actions on what I wanted to happen. I just let the relationship drain out until eventually we lose touch. Some people, we just kind of, you know, drift off into our own separate life. And some people, I would actively cut out of my life. And, you know, looking back now, I was, I just seemed so selfish. And I remember always complaining about how, why don't I have any friends? I'm making all this effort and I have no friends. How does this work? But now sitting here, I'm just laughing at myself because what effort? What did you do to make these people stay in your life? Or what were these people actually doing to make you cut them cut them out of your life? So this fourth point is to... I guess, again, to notice. So it's a lot of noticing and taking actions against, you know, these these things that you do within your day-to-day life. Is what action are you taking to make the effort? Whether it's with, you know, relationships in your life. Um, and when I say relationships, I don't mean just, you know, like, um, what's it called, like, like a boyfriend and girlfriend relationship. Um, and, uh, I don't know, I can't think of the word. Um, but also just friendships and relationships with your family, relationships with friends, relationships with your significant other and just relationships with, you know, people that come across your life in general. So now moving on to the fifth um, point. I think this has helped me so much in seeing a clearer and a more positive mindset is listening to podcasts or um, like videos. So if I was going on a walk, I would put on a podcast um, but every morning, if I'm driving somewhere, I love to put a YouTube video on, especially if it's going to be a long drive. Um, I haven't really found a lot of podcasts that are fairly long. A lot of them are roughly between, you know, 10 to 20 minutes. Um, and like I said at the start of the podcast, I love long podcasts where I could just sit and listen and if I don't finish it then I can always come back to it but it's good because then I'm not listening to so many different things or so many different um not subjects but you know different points at the same time like I'm listening to the same topic that's the word that I'm thinking of I'm listening to the same topic 
over one period or over a certain amount of periods. Um, so on YouTube, I love um, putting on Plum Village. So it is a, um, I think it's a, a monastery. <laughs> I don't know how to say that word. Um, but so Plum Village does a lot of, um, like retreats. Um, and so a lot of the monks at the monastery, monastery, I think, I think I'm saying that right. Um, does, you know, during the retreats, they do like talks um, and the talks go for, you know, between an hour and 30 minutes to two hours. Um, and so those talks gets recorded and gets plays onto their YouTube videos. So if you haven't heard of them, I would definitely highly check it out. I absolutely love putting that on in the morning. Um, so if I'm like, I've just finished prac for uni um, where I was doing a prac at a school. So the school that I had my prac at was 25 minutes away from home. So every morning on the way to prac for 25 minutes in, you know, during that drive, I would put it on. Um, and obviously because the talks are so long, I don't finish it in that one drive, but then the next day or on the way home, I would listen to the same topic again. Um, another YouTube videos that I love to watch is Nick and I'm going to say his last name wrong but it's Keo Mahavong um so he's a monk um and he does 30 minute videos um just talk and he talks about you know how to make your morning routines better um how to you know create a positive mindset and how to deal with stress and anxiety so these kinds of videos coming from a monk's perspective which I um, absolutely love as well because the perspective on um, a monk or you know the Buddhist religion is is just so calming to me um, and the way that they project themselves makes me want to be a better person, makes me want to have a positive mindset. Um, and yeah, and another YouTube video that I love is Heinz. Um, his videos are a lot shorter, so I like watching it like maybe when I just got out of bed um, or if I'm still in bed when you know I have nothing to do all day and I haven't. I'm in bed and I don't really want to get up and you always start to reach for your phone. So I try not to, you know, every every now and then I obviously scroll on my phone, but um, it is one of the things that I am aware of and I try not to do it um, too often, especially if I get into the habit of waking up and reaching out for my phone every single day after you know a week or two or three my brain just gets really fogged up and I am very aware of that so when I get in that state and I reach for my phone I would put um Heinz video um on YouTube and I just open one and I let my phone sit next to me I don't look at it um and I just listen um and he does podcasts as well. Um, I listen to him on Spotify. I think his name on Spotify is In Hindsight. H-I-N-D-Z. Um, and another one that I love to listen to is The Mindful Kind. So I listen to... Um, oh, I can't remember her name. But I listen to her on the spot uh, the podcast app on my phone and also the mindset mentor which is Rob Dial um and I think his podcast is also on the podcast app but I listen to him on 
Spotify. And there are so many other, you know, podcasts and so many other YouTube videos that you can watch that just kind of gives you a little bit more of a positivity vibe so that you're not starting your day with, and you're not rushing your day and you're not stressing yourself out and you don't start the day angry. So it's just nice to, you know, these people... Um, and I absolutely love, you know, Heinz and the Plum Village videos and, um, Nick, uh, Kiyom Mahavans because the way they speak is so calming and so soothing. That's why I love listening to them in the mornings, um, because it just starts my day with a calm presence. Um, and so the next dot point is to read books um and I don't mean books you know like sci-fi books or um like action books I mean read them obviously they're still good books but to focus on you know changing your mindset I'm talking about self-help books um so I can think of Oh, there are so many self-help books out there. Um, so I know that there's Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. I'll have to have a look at my other ones. I know once one I just finished is... Um, oh, what is it called? It's called Make It Happen by Jordana Le- Levin. Levin? Um... How to Fail by Elizabeth Day, The Art of Happiness. Um, and there's lots of those ones, The Art of um, Happiness in a Troubled World. And I know that there are so many different ones of The Art of Happiness. And that's by um, Howard C. Cutler. Um, and he actually visits the Dalai Lama and he writes the book based on um based on the answers that the Dalai, the Dalai Lama gives him for his questions um so there are so many of these books out there and I love these little um like self-care books or books for anxiety it's 150 little ways to make a big change and I just get those ones from Kmart So those books are amazing because it gives you an idea of what the, I guess, the step-by-step of what you need to do to create a positive mindset mindset, um, and how to start to make a change in your life. But moving on to the um, next point is to seek help. So those self-help books aren't going to be, you know, the answer for all your problems. Like it's going to assist you. And I absolutely love reading these books, but you need to seek help for yourself. So whether that's, you know, reaching out to a friend, reaching out to a family member, reaching out to um, your significant other, or to reach out and, you know, see a psychologist if, if you need. And that sounds really scary. And, you know, I remember the first time I went to a psychologist, I, I sat down and I just I didn't know what to say. I was waiting in the sitting room and I was so petrified. I was so scared. And I do this thing where when I'm scared, I act, you know, I do a little like tough act um, and I pretend like I'm okay and this is going to be easy. And I started thinking like, I don't need this. I'm actually fine. Like, (laughs) and then when, the psychologist actually um, invited me to the room. I sat down and I was like, oh my God, this is just so scary. And that 
tough act just disappeared and I didn't know what to do with myself and I remember sitting down with my shoulders forward with my arms cross on my lap and I was sitting on like the corner of the couch just trying to hide myself trying to blend into the couch it was so scary and I don't think you know the more that I went the more comfortable it got but every single time it was just as soon as you walk in that room you let your guard down and you don't have the walls protecting you anymore and I you know, I just made that sound a lot scarier than um, what I wanted to. But it's a good thing. Because what's the point of seeking help if you can't let your guard down? Seeking help is, I think that was the first step that I took to actually help me in, you know, earning a more positive mindset. I remember um, eating breakfast one morning and I just thought, I'm okay. I, I feel fine and I actually believe myself. And I, you know, there, there were so many times in my life that I would tell myself that I was okay But I never believed it because I was just saying it to make myself feel better, to make myself keep going. But I remember, I remember this morning so well because I was just eating breakfast and this thought just came out of nowhere and I thought, I'm fine. I am absolutely fine. And, you know, little did I know I saw, (laughs) like now I know that, you know, I, I still get anxious and I my anxiety still gets really bad but it's amazing to be able to say that you know but I am okay like I'm getting through this and some days are really hard but I'm dealing with it rather than pushing it away and I remember that morning I messaged my psychologist and I said thank you I for the first time in my life I told myself that I was okay and I believed it. I knew that I am okay. Um, So, yeah, I, I just, I remember messaging her because I knew that, you know, what, if that was me, I would love for one of my clients to tell me that, oh, like, you've helped me. (laughs) So, yeah, I remember messaging her. Um, but yeah you can't you can't change your mindset without you opening up without you showing the vulnerabil- vulnerability that you have um you need to show people how authentic you are you need to show people the real you Um, and you know, that was something I've always had a lot of trouble with because I used to think that, oh, if I'm sad and I'm around people, they won't like me because I'm so sad. Um, if I do this, then they won't like me because, you know, they like to do it this way or they like to do it that way. And I want to do it this way. But if I tell them that they won't want me to be friends with them or they won't like me, um, you know, just little things like that. But I've learned that along the way, people would rather you be honest with them rather than, you know, you do something that you don't want and then you end up, um, what's the word that I'm thinking of? Is you you end up being angry with yourself and you end up being angry with them and they have no idea why you're angry with them. And then you cut yourself off from them. <laughs> or, you know, they they stop being friends with you because you never spoke to them of your needs. You never set your boundaries. Um, oh, that is actually one other thing that... I would like to add before we move on to the next point is 
set your boundaries. And, you know, going back about um, on just the last thing we spoke about, if someone wants to do things one way and you want to do things differently, your feelings aren't any less than theirs. And, you know, it's the same for the other way around. Their feelings isn't any less than yours. Um, but you need to set your boundaries. If you don't want to do something, then you have to say something. Or if you want to do something, then you have to say something. And there will still be people in your life that won't like that and they will react to it in a negative way and they will, you know, they don't want to be in your life anymore. But that's fine because then you will find the right type of people to surround yourself with. The right people who will understand that you have your boundaries. Obviously, you know, you need to understand that other people have their boundaries as well. Um, and so moving on to the last point. I hope I haven't just rushed through these um, points <laughs> too quickly. I know, again, that there are so many of these sets. Um, but just again, I'm, I'm repeating myself here. This isn't a, you know, all these steps, this isn't something that you're going to have to do over a day or over a week or over a year. This is some things that you can change or you can add to your life um, continuously to help you change your mindset into a more positive one. Um, and again, I'm going to repeat myself. I am not a professional in any way. I, um, like I said, I just love to be able to speak about these things freely because I know that, no, I knew how much I struggled growing up. Um, anyways, <laughs> moving on to the last point is surround yourself with the right crowd. So this, and I'm sure that you would have, I guess, um, you would have, what's the, I'm just forgetting all my words today. Um, you would have seen the relationships between all of these points, because even though there are so many points, they all connect to each other. So surrounding yourself with the right crowd. So coming, going back to what we just said about setting boundaries, there will always be people that will react to you in a negative way. Don't worry about them. And I used to think about the negative people more than the positive people. And I always worried about, oh, this person doesn't like me because of this. Maybe I need to change that. Or this person doesn't like me because of this. Then I need to change that. But it's so tiring. You, you won't ever be able to please every single person you meet. And the harder you try, the more exhausted you will be. So be who you are, be who you want to be as a person, be authentic and the right people will come. You will attract the people that you know you will you want to surround yourself with. You will attract the positivity you will attract people who wants to support you, people who want to be there for you, people who will reach out to you. So don't worry about what you're doing that makes other people not like you. Just worry about what you're doing. Just don't worry about anything else, whether this is something that someone else will like 
or not. Just worry about your business and the right people will come. And yeah, that's about it. I hope that this first episode can help you in any way. Um, I would love to talk about any of those points in a separate episode if I went through all of that too quickly. Um, if you are, you know, struggling with your mental health, I'm always here, always, re- you know, feel free to reach out and I was always so scared of reaching out to people because of what people will think. I've never I've never mentioned any of my you know, my mental health issue, I guess, or my mental health problems with anyone, um except for my partner, so he had to find out the hard way when I was <laughs> when I was just absolutely crazy when we first started dating. Um, and I've recently opened up to two friends and it is such a massive weight off your shoulders. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and it took me 23 years to work that out. How does that work? So for anyone who's struggling with mental health, please don't wait as long as I did. I'm always here. So reach out. Um, and, you know, I know that there are people who's waited a lot longer or who came um, or who, like, opened up a lot later in their life. But, yeah, if you're one of those people, just know that, you know, it doesn't really ma- matter when we come out of our shell, um, but just know that doing so really helps you with earning that positive mindset and becoming, I guess, a truest, a truer you, <laughs> a more authentic you is what I'm, I'm, um, thinking of saying but yeah so I hope you like this podcast and I can't wait to make my next one thanks for listening